0: anyway um <clears throat> to be in our 7th month and our 10th day of 2020 i don't it's really weird how time works cuz it feels like it's been the longest year ever but the slowest year ever i don't know that makes sense but that's how i'm feeling about it all right william james's quote this morning this life is worth living we can say since it is what we make of it Active addiction fogs our drinking and progressively limits our choices in life. Finally, we are only left with two choices, recovery or death. By choosing recovery, we have again opened our lives to many new options in sobriety. Sober living requires choice. Our growth depends on being able to identify opportunity and deal with the challenges to face life's up and downs rather than running from them. We also come to understand that our reality is what we make it. Things and people, places and events are neither good nor bad until we determine their quality. This opportunity of choice gives sober living its value. Now we can think through and determine the value of our lives. Today we can accept the responsibility of free choice and take steps to change ourselves. Events are no Events no longer overwhelm us. We can accept challenges, work through our problems, and enjoy the benefits of our work. What we used to think of as obstacles are now new opportunities we shape with tools of our recovery. Today, let me accept challenges as just what I need to grow in recovery. Everybody here wants to uh, accept challenges, right? My... My impression of this reading is that it's talking about the clear mind, the, the mind that isn't racing with solving gambling problems or relationship problems or money problems or all those things that come with when we're gambling. It talks about things being not good or bad per se, until we can actually again have a clear mind to evaluate them. And these choices alone are a gift. The fact that the fact that we can be like conscious and connected to what's going on around us, that's something I know that's something that's important to me. I, I especially feel this now that I'm not drinking. I I haven't dr- <laughs> drank since December so that, I mean, one of the pieces, it's not a, a so that, but one of the benefits and one of the reasons I didn't go back, and there's lots of reasons, but one of the reasons I didn't go back was because I make bad decisions <laughs> when I'm drinking, Bad decisions. And by not drinking, I couldn't make bad decisions. Sending texts I shouldn't, making choices I shouldn't, saying things I shouldn't. It almost destroyed my relationship with my best friend at one point. My My drinking was, I, even though my heart might have been in the right spot, how I showed up drinking and the things that I said you know, hurt her wife's feelings and made it very difficult. And honestly, I think if push came to shove, she would have had to choose her wife over me. I mean, that's who she was going to spend her life with, who she is spending her life with. So it was up to me to change and to fix that if I wanted to ever have a relationship with the wife and to maintain my relationship with her. And that's like one of the, probably one of the biggest, most profound examples of like how the, the clearer mind works for me and how it's impacted, you know, relationships and and things in my life. I would be, I would, I would not be a happy girl if I didn't have my terror in my life. Like it just would freaking blow so I'm I'm glad because today what the relationships look like, I'm sure I'm probably not her wife's most favorite person, but I know the last time we spent time together, I really <laughs> enjoyed it. I think she enjoyed it too. And um, it was a whole different place than it was when I was gambling and drinking and being an asshole. So I'm grateful to not be an asshole at least as much anymore. I probably still am an asshole to some people. <laughs> But not intentionally. Um, And and it might be a perspective on their part thing. Like I think my brother probably thinks I'm an asshole right now. Um, But that's okay. Like that's on him. It's not on me. And it makes me sad because I wish nothing but the best for him. But anyway, I totally digress. I don't know if you know that about me, but I get off on a little bit of roll. (laughs) Um. The, the first line of this reading, active addiction fogs our thinking and progressively limits our choices in life. The two choices are recovery or death. And I think that anybody that's ever had exposure to uh, GA in the literature and that statement about it leading us to insanity, prison, or death Honestly, every single person that I know in my gambling community has experienced one of those three things. And maybe not insanity where like you're locked up or like they see it in the movies, but that insanity of not living that good, valuable life where you can make choices, where you can be the best person. When I was chatting with my counselor yesterday, we talked about the thing that is the most profound to me about where i'm at is i can look back on every single thing and know that it's had a purpose or a value in my life i might not have known this at the time i definitely did not know that at the time what what makes life you know i i tell you and i tell anybody who will listen to me really that I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. And it's not because it's flashy or travel or whatever. It's for a few reasons. But the biggest one is that once I knew, once I had this aha moment, and I think it's actually happened here in uh, lockdown, or at least it really showed up clear as I talk about moving out of the first chapter of my life into my second, and knowing that the first chapter has prepared me for whatever comes next, anything that comes my way that's difficult, that I may not like, um, that I perceive as hurting me, because I already know, based on what's already happened, that everything that happens now is adding value and has its place and it will show up the reason. I don't need to know the reason today, but I'll know the reason eventually or that it it fits into the grand scheme, the master the master plan of my life, then anything that gets put my way is manageable and I can almost be grateful for it. It's the I am grateful for it it's It's really, really bananas for years and years and years, I was so mad that I didn't get promoted to vice president or that they didn't pick me, and it was, oh poor Bobby, blah blah blah, um, my career didn't progress. They don't like me, I'm not a boy, I'm this, I'm that um and as I worked through trying to fight that fight to prove you know to prove that I could get there not knowing that it was probably my attitude impacting me because I wasn't showing up, I you know, in a in a healthy way. I was entitled and I was angry and sarcastic. That's probably all why I didn't get promoted. But that being said, if I was a vice president right now, my career would look different. My my gambling journey would probably look different. I would be putting work in front of my recovery, and I wouldn't be sitting here with you. So I can look at almost every situation that way that I can think of. Maybe there's some I still don't understand the why, but I mean, even even Bob dying earlier in this year was a way to get some closure for that clean sleep thing. And and the fact that he died of cirrhosis was a reminder of why I need to not be drinking, you know, it it could happen to, it could happen to me just as easily, I suppose, even though, you know, our our drinking looked different, probably, and I have no idea what he did the last 15 years of his life, really, but it was, it was definitely eye-opening, and all these little things from the Asia trip to the not wanting to send crazy texts to Bob dying to quarantine, all of these things are like just reminders. They may seem like bad things at the time. Well, not the Asia trip, but they may seem like not good things. But what if I was like in my mind, I'm thinking what if I was gambling or drinking during quarantine this whole time? I would have no oomph. Again, I remind myself I would not be sitting here with you today. I would not have the connection. I have a lot of connection. It's funny because you would think that that would go down, but my friendships are, like, different now. Not just with T, but with with some of my Zumba girls, um, work people. There's There's no... There's no shell. There's no superficialness. There's no, um, like, it's okay to be vulnerable now. Now that I learned that, and and I definitely credit rehab and Brett for teaching me how to do that. But the reward for being vulnerable and being transparent, I mean, there's not anybody in my life that I hide that I'm a gambling addict from there's nobody in my work community i mean i've put my show on linkedin and and shared it with people so the people in the flower industry would know if they were paying attention not that i'm like bragging but really part of why i put it there is so that if there's people uh, day trading or in over their head you know Nobody's ever going to like raise their hand in public Facebook and go, hey, I'm a gambler. Anybody got any ideas? Or, you know, hey, I'm about to lose my house, my wife, my dog, all because I'm a gambler. Who can help me? You know, it just doesn't work out that way. So I don't mind sharing that way. But the, the, the quality of people, or maybe it's been the same people all along, but I'm seeing them different. I'm seeing them through the through the clouds and the smoke and the shit in my head and can really, really appreciate them and the conversations that I have. Same thing my family members. It's better. I mean, I still have to be careful. Mom likes to cry, so we can't get into too much heavy-duty stuff. Um, But but the doors are open, and I try to be as honest with her and everyone else as, as much as possible. So those are all the gifts, the gifts of sobriety recovery whatever you want to call it and i hope i hope that you're finding those gifts i hope that if you're still you know in the in the weeds with gambling or drinking or whatever but but gambling is our our focus here but if you're still in the weeds with that i hope that you can get a glimpse of what this what this means and what it looks like and start thinking about how would my life look without this. And maybe you can't imagine it. And that's part of why I share what I share as intimately essentially as I do because we hear all the time in the rooms a new member say, I leave the meeting, you know, like they go to their first meeting and maybe they just listen And then when we ask them at the end of the meeting, you know, how are you feeling? Is there anything you want to say? I would say that most of the time, their answer is, I feel hope. That that's what people with uh, clean time give them. Because they might not be thinking they can ever get out of the turmoil. They could ever fix what's broken, But there is hope, and and there's hope for everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, any of that stuff. There is hope. It it doesn't become, um, you know, an amazing life overnight. I mean, here I am over three years and just starting to have some of these deeper aha moments. Like, the first year is kind of... Um almost like a detox period in the gambling world, at least the way I understand it with the science stuff that they talk about at the center, you know our brains have to change the chemistry we have to kind of close the pathway in our brain that takes us to gambling and then create new pathways by you know riding a bike or having these conversations or going to zumba or doing yoga or meditating whatever those things are we have to find those pathways and create those pathways while the other one closes up so the first one's kind of like the first year's like okay um it might be a little white knuckly it might be having to immerse in recovery or groups or talk to people that understand every single day it's the place where most people struggle. Nobody's going to, I don't want to say nobody. See, there's one of those broad words again. But people traditionally don't go, this is not the, fir- the first year, is not when they go out and share with people or, you know, come clean about their gambling necessarily in the first year. And then the second year, I think, is when it starts to change, you know, we could be more open. We're a little bit more grounded. Maybe there's money in the bank or our our relationships with our spouses are starting to improve. There's been many people who have lost contact with their children over addiction, and maybe the kids are showing up a little different or receiving you a little different. It's kind of like a, the evolution is really starting and uh for me year 3 especially especially because I got to a year 3 this time where the first time I didn't the year 3 when I started doing my and this is this is why I will never no matter where I land or what I might suggest to you as alternatives to GA I'm not ever discounting what GA does but if I did not do my step 11 work, and and it was a mindful, deliberate decision, you know, for 2019, my New Year's resolution was to, to work on this step 11, again, which I never did my first two years, but year three for me, because of that, really changed everything. That's when I found my spirituality, you know, by going to church, by meditating, and I was kind of getting my ability to see things different and to appreciate them. Like that big statement I just said to you about I really am living a life beyond my wildest dreams and I can have gratitude for every shitstorm that's ever happened in my life because of that. I may never have found that level of gratitude without doing that work. I mean, I've been always grateful, but I was probably grateful for more superficial things. And now I'm grateful for a lot more deep things or i don't know what the right word is not deep but grateful for more not superficial what's the opposite of superficial real legitimate i don't i don't know the vocabulary is eluding me at the moment but it's a different feeling and now as we go together you know my next big year would be 4 years so what this year looks like I, I don't know i mean i'm still doing i'm still doing the work i'm still talking through all this and when i was talking to Brenna yesterday that was the the biggest thing was learning that are having really good clarification that no matter what happens in my life it has value that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty big statement and it's a pretty big thing to get to peace with It's after x amount of years of going, Oh poor me when something bad happens and even if we're not saying it, we're thinking it like like for example well, this is the context of why it happened, but um When something bad happens to someone, this is where I think I need help with empathy and where it's changing. So if something bad happens, one of the places I used to go to was I thought empathy was letting them know that I understood because I had experienced something similar. But now I'm reframing that a little. That's not what empathy looks like to me anymore. Now empathy is more about listening. I couldn't have learned that my first year, you know it takes practice. it takes um observing how I show up in the world and reflecting about my behavior and how it impacts other people so it's it's always a learning, and I just noticed I'm over twenty minutes, so I'm gonna shut up, but a lot of food for thought today on on the clarity. I guess clarity is the best word for this how i perceived this reading having that free mind and the difference it makes in our in our world so i hope i hope that meant something to you or or that you can at least see or appreciate the concepts i'm talking about i think that if you're new on your journey think about the fact that there there is potential you know, maybe this stuff isn't going to happen tomorrow for you, but know that it happens. Listen for when you surround yourself with people that have, you know, paved the way before you, listen and see how they're feeling about these topics. And I think you would see a constant theme of hope and of peace down the road. So that's your homework to pay attention. How's that? Be observant. <laughs> It's not as hard as the write a letter and burn it, like we talked about yesterday. All right, well, TGIF, I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Apologies for the yawn. I'm like drilling over my coffee. I think it would be inappropriate to sit while I talk to you. So, I will talk to you tonight, you people. Thank you, Primitive. I'm uh-huh.